Hi there, it's Melvin. Just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Thryzer for supporting this month's podcast sessions. Thryzer is a payment platform that you have to check out if you are a private pay therapist and accepting out-of-network benefits. It basically helps clients save on therapy up front. Thryzer can help verify a client's out-of-network benefit ahead of the first session so that they get transparency up front on what their out-of-pocket costs will be. I'll tell you more about Thryzer here in the middle of our session, but if you go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, you actually end, then enter the code STC upon sign up, you get your first $2,500 in fees waived. Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, and be sure to enter the promo code STC. So we'll jump right into today's podcast session. Hello, hello. Welcome to session 319 of Selling the Couch. I hope that you're doing well and uh, having a good day. So today is a solo podcast episode and this is actually a episode just on podcasting. If you are thinking about creating an online course, I know that many of us may be thinking about that right now in the midst of the pandemic and in a post-pandemic world, whether it's just to diversify our income Uh, beyond therapy work, or uh, just to feel like we have a bigger message to share and we want to be able to share that in a different way uh, beyond just our geographic area. If all of that sounds awesome and you've been thinking about creating an online course, I just wanted to invite you to download the free A to Z online course guide. Uh, I launched my first online course back in 2015 to a $297 first sale And through a lot of just hard work and uh, a lot of trust in colleagues to purchase the course, we've now had over 275 of our colleagues purchase the Healthcasters podcasting course. And I've learned a ton about what it takes to launch, grow, and scale a podcasting course and a course in uh, in general. And uh, that guide just has a lot of helpful information to help you get started. We're also launching something called Online Course School. This is a live cohort experience. So meaning that this isn't like a digital course on courses, although eventually it will have that. But this is more of a live experience where we therapists can gather over the course of six to eight weeks. And what I will do is I will teach you everything that I know about how to launch and grow a successful online course. We'll start with your idea and how to validate your online course. We'll then work through what your lessons and modules and all of those different things will look like. We'll actually take time and and actually do exercises to get those down. We'll come up with your course title and your subtitle uh, in a way that your students are excited to want to purchase that course. And then we'll talk about actually how to record and market your course as well. And you'll be joined with others in community and you'll have an accountability buddy and a bunch of really awesome stuff. And uh, if any of that sounds awesome, I encourage you to download again the online course guide over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. So we'll get right to today's session 
You know, I launched this podcast back in 2015. And even before that, I actually sat on this podcast idea for five months. And because I was just so scared and I felt like I, I mean, who am I to be launching a podcast? I don't exactly have like a, you know, a deep AC voice that is, you know, what you think of as like a radio voice. And uh, so many of these fears like stop me. But over these past years, I've been super fortunate to help 281 of our colleagues build their online business through podcasting. And in today's solo episode, I just wanted to share nine powerful tips in order to transform your podcast into a money-making machine, one that generates income for you, but also allows you to build a life around your loved ones and around your health versus fitting those things around a career. So the very first sort of advice that I could give you is to record coaching calls. Now, you may have actually noticed this in recent episodes of the STZ podcast. And the whole idea behind recording coaching calls are you basically use actual interactions with a current clients or current students to drive future sales for your course. So I love doing these coaching calls. One, because it's like a genuine opportunity to just help someone and to connect with someone, especially someone that's purchased something from you before. Uh, that's generally what I do for coaching calls. There's someone, by and large, there, uh, someone that's invested into a product or service we offer at STC. And the thing I also love about it is it allows you to just teach and share like and ask questions. And there's just something really Really powerful when you know two people come together and discuss and try to figure out a common a solution to something they might be struggling with. It also allows you to share your expertise, and then more than anything, it allows you just to share empathy and humanity and just that that wonderful connection. Plus, the really nice thing that you can do is like it's such a good leverage of your time, right? Because these are students that know, like, and trust you, and now you're sort of you're supporting them while also supporting others who. Who could potentially be future students as well. The second tip that I want to share with you is to introduce solo episodes. Now, this is a big fear that I had when I started the STC podcast. I know that it's a big fear that a lot of podcasters have, which is, oh my gosh, Mel, I am going to get on this podcasting uh, bandwagon or this podcasting wagon. And at some point, I'm going to run out of episodes or I'm going to run out of topics to talk about. And what I love to do is, uh, and I actually did not do this in the beginning parts of STC because I was just so scared about running out of episodes. So what I would do is I would just like schedule interview after interview. But the really powerful thing about interspersing solo episodes is that it lets you build authority on a topic that you have expertise in. And it allows you to have just this nice like one-on-one connection with your listener. This medium of podcasting is so interesting because like, you know, right now as I record this, right, like short form videos are becoming like very popular, right? And short form videos tend to be like two, anywhere from maybe 30 seconds to like two to three minutes max, right? Whereas most podcasts, right? I mean, this one typically is around 25 minutes long. And so think about that. Like, you know, it's like 8x the amount of folks that are one person's tuning into you, 8x, right? Typically. And that's just something so powerful about that. And the really nice thing is when you do these solo episodes, you know, as a therapist that might be making that transition from the therapist chair to online income, you're inevitably going to have products and services, likely like an online course or a cohort-based course or something like 
that. And doing these solo episodes allows you to plug that product or service. And the really beneficial thing, especially with podcasts, are that they are evergreen. So someone that is listening to an episode, maybe months or even years later, they come across this content and it's like the solo episode just sort of keeps giving over and over again. The third sort of tip that I can give you in order to start making money from your podcast is show your humanity. I used to think with podcasting that it was all about just sharing knowledge, wisdom, and insight. And what I've really learned is that the people in the online space, not just in podcasting, but just in general, right? Like video, Instagram, whatever it is, TikTok. It's the people that show their personality that tend to stand out, right? At the end of the day, right? Like it's so easy to forget that we're not just doing business, right? We're connecting to other human beings. And in order for someone to really feel connected with you, they have to know, like, and trust you. And if there's anything that this pandemic has shown us is that we really crave authentic connection. And what you will find in your own podcasting journey is that your most vulnerable topic usually tend to be your most powerful. Like back in session 212 of this podcast, uh, I recorded an entire episode of my own struggle with depression and anxiety and being a an entrepreneur. And I sat on that episode for weeks and weeks. And I remember even like, you know, I, I read up my notes in uh, Notion and I remember like sitting there, like deleting and editing and just being so worried. And then this is gonna be so embarrassing, but I even like prepped, like almost like rehearsed before I did the actual episode because I just, I didn't want to get like, I felt super vulnerable and sharing with it. And I was like, Mel, you know, like, don't, don't crack, like, you know, don't cry or don't get up. And uh, lo and behold, we record the real thing. And, you know, just like the tears start flowing and, uh, you know, the emotions start coming up. Right. And I like, and I thought to myself, like, after I recorded that, I was like, okay, I, I'm just going to like put this out into the world because I do think like there's at least one person that can be helped. And the amount of like, oh my gosh, messages, like DMs and email replies back I got was just so encouraging and so heartwarming. And I think you'll find the same thing with your with your audience when you launch a podcast, right? The people that really feel connected to you, our shared humanity like connects so many of us. And we forget that sometimes as, as business owners. The next tip that I want to share with you is are what are called private podcasts. And so these tend to be somewhere between seven, and 12 or 7 and 13 episodes. Uh, there's this common like piece of research that's cited in the marketing space, which says that in order for someone to establish trust and connection with you, it usually requires somewhere between 7 and 13 interactions. And so that's why I recommend if you're doing a private podcast, create it between 7 and 12 to 13. Now you might be wondering, Mel, I thought I just had one podcast. What in the world is a private podcast? So these are basically targeted and independent episodes that are independent of your core podcast. So for example, one of the things that I'm hoping to record here in the future is a private podcast just on online courses. So basically 7 to 12 to 13 lessons, tips, strategies that I've learned in building out the Healthcasters course for seven plus years now. And just in those episodes, just focus on online courses. So they're not going to have like, you know, private practitioners coming in and, and talking about something, right? And what I would do is you can use your private podcast to plug your product or service. Now you can 
kind of approach this one of two ways. Either, you know, with that amount of interaction, you can usually do like a direct call to action to your product, or you can do like an invitation to a free workshop, right? Like, hey, you know, like in the course one that I'm going to record, uh, I'm going to have an evergreen workshop, right? And at the end of it, I might say something like, hey guys, if you enjoyed these episodes, I just wanted to encourage you to sign up for a free workshop for, this is, you know, specifically built for therapists who want to launch an online course. And uh, I'm going to be sharing a lot of the tips and strategies. And I know sometimes over podcasts it can be really hard to see things visually. And so the workshop will enable you to do that and you can sign up at blank, right? And that's uh, an- another option as well. A great example of this is, and w- uh, at some point I would love for you to just look up Build a Second Brain. You can find it like on any of the channels, but like Spotify is a great one. So Build a Second Brain is created by Tiago Forte and it's basically a digital note-taking system, basically building a digital brain of all of the knowledge that we accumulate, you know, from going to conferences and watching videos and all of that and how to systematically do that. And what Tiago did is they created, I think, like a seven or eight part podcast, like a private podcast where they just explained the second brain principles. And then the call to action was to join the course, which is, you know, their uh, cohort based course. The next thing I want to share with you is to use uh, dynamic ads. Now, you may actually have noticed dynamic ads on the STC podcast here uh, in the last couple of months. So these are basically ads that you can use across all of your podcast episodes, new and old, which means higher relevance and higher sales. So the only catch is that these dynamic ads are not available on every podcast host. So we use Captivate. And if you want to support the blog, uh, the link to that is sellingthecouch.com forward slash debate. That's an affiliate link, but that also gives you a, uh, a trial as well to check it out. So we've loved Captivate, but the one benefit of Captivate is it allows you to do these the, both private podcasts as well as dynamic ads. And so, I mean, think about it, like it, it probably won't like have a humongous ROI when you're like 10 or 15 episodes in, but think about like, you know, for example, like I've been very fortunate, right? This is episode 319, right? So now whether someone listens to this particular episode or episode one, right? The same sort of ad plays uh, throughout all of those episodes. And what we generally have recently done is just uh, an encouragement to join the newsletter and download the A to Z online course guide that we put together. And so you can do all sorts of interesting things with dynamic ads. Build an email list is very high on the list or high up for me because I don't ever want to be dependent on any of these what I call like rented audience platforms. I, even though like I love podcasting, right? Um, you know, like, and you know, I'm grateful for Apple and Spotify and all of these things and Amazon. The reality is like I'm on their land. And so I would rather make that transition to digital real estate that I own, i.e. my email list. And so uh, that's, you know, and something like dynamic ads allows you to, you know, switch over and, uh, and build that email list. The other benefit of dynamic ads is that if you have like a launch, a program launch or something like that, you can actually plug that launch across all your episodes. And then once that 
episode is, or once that launch is done, you can just pop them back out and insert like your regular email list ones. It's super powerful. I'm still like a, kind of a newbie when it comes to dynamic ads. Um, we actually uh, just even be like fully transparent. We spent, I think, a little over $3,000 earlier this year to like um, basically set up our STC podcast to be able to do these dynamic ads. And it's been a great ROI. And yeah, it's just, it was a, like, it was a lot of money on the front end. And, but I thought, you know, hey, in the long term, like this could be really good. The next tip that I want to share with you is demonstrate value elsewhere. A podcast episode alone will likely not make sales, particularly if you're offering like higher ticket offers. Instead, point your audience to a free course, a free webinar, which is like my personal favorite, uh, a free guide or an ebook. The more value you create, the more valuable you become. The next tip that I wanted to share with you is strategic invitations. So as I mentioned at the beginning, you know, at the start of podcasting, everyone feels overwhelmed and scared and confused and you feel like kind of running around, not quite sure what to do. You worry about running out of guests. So you say yes to everyone. But as you evolve, it's better to be strategic. One thing I've learned is one powerful episode can drive, you know, literally 10 or 100x of sales. So really, as you launch your podcast, try to find strategic partnerships that are in your niche, right? Because these can be potential future affiliates for your podcast, for your online business. Think about high value speakers, people that are already speaking to your ideal audience that could also provide uh, that could provide value to your audience and also folks that have a similar audience to what you have uh, as they, you know, as sort of that cross promotion can be super beneficial. The next thing we've got like two more and the next kind of final thing or next thing I wanted to share is collect emails early. Now, the problem with podcasting is, again, you don't own the platform and email list is an online business secret weapon. So basically you can set up auto responders to automate sales. Uh, you can use the email list to build relationships like, you know, like literally this week on the STC and I write a little more personal, uh, less like business speak. I don't know if that's the right way, but it seems to be working and uh, helpful because I just believe in like, you know, just being human, right? So, you know, this past week on the newsletter, we shared about our, our first road trip that we've taken since the pandemic started, our first vacation rather that we've taken since the pandemic started. And so we were very fortunate to take a road trip up to Rhode Island and spend the week there. We got an Airbnb and, uh, you know, hung out at the zoo and the beach. And uh, I posted like a, a selfie or family selfie of us at Newport Beach. And I love like, you know, just sharing those moments of my life with folks on the newsletter because one, I just feel like it's a reminder that we're all human, right? And uh, and then going back to that other part, right? As a business owner, at the end of the day, right? Like I'm more likely to do business with somebody that I know, like, and trust. Uh, and part of that is I want to see into their lives and, and what they're interested in and what they believe in and all of those kind of things. And then the other thing is the benefit of an email list is it allows you to sort of collect customer research. So I do this less as before, but this is something I definitely want to get back into, which is doing more like surveys. So for example, you know, one of the things that I'm going to be doing later this year is actually taking a sabbatical from this podcast. And I want to try to figure out, so I want to try to get some information about it, about, you know, the future of the podcast, what it looks like, all of that kind of stuff. And so it might be a really good idea to send out a survey and, and ask folks like, hey, this is what I'm thinking. And the really cool thing is, so you can basically put in on the actual episode, you can say like, and it's a good idea, for example, like usually to line up an episode with something that's related to your email list opt-in, right? So it's like a 
natural segue from the free podcast to your newsletter. And you can mention the sign up link right on the episode, or you can do um, something like put it actually on the show notes. So every one of these episodes have a little section where you can actually share text and type out text and you can put the the lead magnet there. The final thing that I would mention uh, in order to really uh, leverage your podcast and have it generate income is to create a consistent schedule. Uh, In general, people love consistency and routines get results. Uh, A schedule helps you and it helps your audience know exactly what's coming. And there's a whole bunch of different formats. And so I'll just, the thing, you know, I was hesitant. I actually hesitated to share this point because I don't want you to feel like, oh my gosh, I have to do exactly what Mel's doing. So actually don't do that. Do something that energizes you, uh, a format that energizes you. But this is something that's worked for me generally. Again, like I'm I'm veering off the path here uh, recently, but generally what we try to do is if there are four weeks in a month, two of those generally week one and week three tend to be interviews. And the intent of those are just to, you know, provide value, give different perspectives to listeners also helps me to like continue to build great relationships with folks. Week two tends to be a coaching call. And then week four tends to be a solo episode. Now, if there's ever a week five, sometimes I'll throw in a second solo episode or a second, you know, interview or third interview just kind of depends on what I'm kind of feeling in the moment. But I think how Having a general format has been really helpful. Um, Also for me, you know, the hardest part for me as I've done more of these episodes is actually the process of scheduling these interviews and and kind of going through them Uh, because I think you guys can probably realize this. I actually spend a decent time prepping for interviews. So um, I'll usually typically write out like three to five uh, questions that I'm already thinking about for the guest. And I'll share that with the guest because I want the guest to be really thinking and give like give thought out answers as opposed to like spontaneous answers. But then I also let the guest know, like I'll probably ask ask you another three to four questions that are just kind of coming up for me in the moment. And but that takes a lot of energy to do all of that, right? And all that prep. So I found that, you know, interspersing that with a coaching call and a solo session has definitely helped with, you know, like staying more consistent. So just to wrap up uh, the nine sort of tips that I can share to turn your podcast into a revenue generating machine is one, record coaching calls two introduce solo episodes, three, show your humanity, four, uh, create a private podcast that's independent of your main podcast. Five, use dynamic ads. Six, demonstrate value elsewhere. So just remember to lead your podcast from podcast to something even more valuable like a free webinar. Uh, Seven, do strategic invitations. Eight is collect emails early. And nine, have a consistent schedule. So I hope that helps. And if you are thinking about podcasting and you're like, Mel, I've been sitting on this idea. It really is a great time. You know, I felt like back in 2015 when podcasting was so new I remember this thought of like oh my gosh like am I too late in this podcasting space and then you know and it's interesting because every year right like as podcasting becomes more and more the norm there's that question that gets you know asked over and over right that same question is this too late is this too late and what's really interesting is you know like even in the midst of a pandemic podcasting is like continuing to grow and grow and grow and there's like so much space and I actually I especially love it for us as 
as therapists because many of us are more introverted. All of us are like deep thinkers and all of us really enjoy one-to-one conversations. We often do that in therapy sessions anyway. So the medium is just really natural and it's just a natural byproduct of what we're already doing. Now, I don't think podcasting is for everyone. Um, I definitely recommend it if you're a little bit more seasoned, a little bit more further in the business journey. So I would say like at least like five years in, you have kind of a clear niche and you're really wanting to use that platform as a way to particularly to go into like other online income streams, like perhaps maybe one day you want to write a book, right? And you want to have a place where you can share tips and strategies with your audience, but then also sell your book, or maybe you want a course or something like that as well. If any of that sounds really interesting to you, we actually have a free podcasting workshop that I put together. Uh, It's 90 minutes. I really believe in like high quality stuff. And so it's not going to be a waste of your time. You can basically sign up at a date and time that works for you. And you can sign up over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop, sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop. Have a great rest of your day and I will see you next time. Bye. I wanted to invite you to download the free online course guide if you are thinking about launching an online course and just want some things that have been helpful uh, for me and some of the tough lessons that I learned along the way. You can again download that over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. And as I mentioned right at the beginning, we're actually starting a live cohort called Online Course School. This is a great opportunity to join with other therapists to validate and launch and record your online course. The best way to find out about this and to keep updated when the cohort launches is to download, again, the online course guide over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com. So if you've been listening to the STC podcast for a while, or you've been listening to podcasts and you've had this thought of, Mel, I would love to launch my own podcast in order to grow my business. Just wanted to encourage you to check out our free podcasting workshop, which is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop. You can basically sign up at a day and a time that works for you. It's 90 minutes. And when I do these workshops or when I record them, I truly believe in the quality teaching, so it's going to be well worth your time. We're going to go through gear recommendations and how to launch strategically and how to think about monetizing your podcast and how to line up your podcast with your existing offers and how to do it strategically and authentically uh, and not salesy and slimy um, and all of those things. So again, the link is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop.